You're listening to the Fedora Chronicles radio show number 28 in the first of many New York Comic Con 2010 specials. And I'm Eric Render King Fisk. This time on the Fedora Chronicles radio show, I opened up the mic so that Doug Plumbo, the Cousinos, and myself could share our thoughts an hour before the 2010 New York Comic Con began. The group and I talked about our expectations of the convention at that moment and the differences that we saw compared with last year. We also spoke with some other people who shared the press room with us, and there's also an interview of Jay Cousineau from a gaming website included at the end of this podcast. The Fedora Chronicles radio show number 28 is brought to you by Retro Agogo, the source for accessories, apparel, and home decor items that gets someone noticed for their personal style or custom couture. It is the perfect place for retrocentrics like us. Retroagogo.com The Fedora Chronicles radio show is also brought to you by The Forest of Fear. Screaming is only the beginning. Our twisted carnival is the creepy setting for the scariest place on earth. The Slaughterhouse. Entered and see if you survive the dark arena of terror. That's The Forest of Fear in Tuxedo, New York. You can find out more about The Forest of Fear by going to their website, theforestoffear.com. The Federal Chronicles Radio Show number 28 is also brought to you by Penman Hats. Bulldog tough fedoras made right here in the United States. Penmanhats.com. So here we are, we're at the uh, New York City Comic Con 2002. And, uh, uh, no, that would be 2010. 2010, you see, that's, that's how out of it I am this morning. You've got to realize, it's like I've had no food and nothing but caffeine running this morning. Well, anyway, Doug, get a hold of that microphone here, and let's just, I just want to talk to Becky here for, for a minute. So, so far, what have we done today that's, that's podcast-worthy? We have spoken to two different other podcasting companies, um, and we've walked around and set up. So no, no, I don't give a crap about what's going on here in this room. I mean, I, I mean, as far as like you know, like what we got up, like I got up at four o'clock in the morning after parking, packing the car at midnight, drove over here, went over to like uh, John Boy's house in the middle of the Walton's Woods. <laughs> And it's like we drove down together, and this we meet this charming gentleman here on the street corner. That's me. So that would be the hottest guy in the fedora. So I've heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I we'll, we'll edit that out so your husband won't get jealous. No, <laughs> that is so making it in the podcast. It's it's not about being jealous or anything like that. It's it's, it's all about the truth, and the people need to hear the truth. And yes, I am the hottest guy in the fedora. Wow, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> so, Doug, what do, you, what do you think we're going to see here today? I don't know. I was looking through the uh, program, and I wasn't too impressed, I guess, by the um, schedule of events. So far as the things I'm personally interested in, here at 11.45, there's a uh, the history of superhero movies, past, present, and future. Um, other than that, there is some interesting things, but nothing that I'm, at this time, willing to go out of my way to go see. So unless there's nothing else going on, I might pick up another show or another uh, program here. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to walk around and, uh, you know, take pictures and give out cards and hopefully get some good audio for the show. Is it the um, combination of the comic book convention and the anime convention that you're having struggling with here? Well, I guess. I've never really 
been into anime at all. I don't particularly like it. Um, there's a there's a few that I do like. Uh, well, I guess it's not really anime. I lo- I love Avatar: The Last Airbender, even though that's American, but it has that anime sort of flair. I just don't get the um, get the whole genre of uh, anime. No, in, in, in terms of the styling and it's just I don't know. It, it just never really appealed to me. I mean, I understand the effort that it takes to make them, and they're certainly more involved and, and more detailed than uh, a lot of our American cartoons. But I, I just don't. I'm just not into it. So it's not the violence. No, not at all. I love violence. Nudity is good too. Is there a lot of nudity in uh, anime or not? There can be. There is a lot of um, a lot of anime stuff on the docket here. It seems like I actually, yeah, I kind of. Even though I'm not into some of the panels, I kind of like the idea that it's not just about comics. It's involving more people, more. Um, genres of pop culture um, there's certainly a lot more um, over the years going to these shows there's certainly a lot more sci-fi stuff and independent sci-fi stuff that um, you know TV movies comics games all kinds of uh, things that it's you know nice to see that it's not just Star Wars and Star Trek anymore yeah one of the things I was talking about with somebody the other day was I think was it you that I was talking about um, uh, creation conventions Yes, and how they absolutely, totally destroyed the, the 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 name science fiction convention. Whereas, like, they just turned it to uh, turned it from science fiction conventions, where it was very rare anybody showed up in costume, and they just turned it over to a franchise for for like what a decade or two. It was just Star Trek, and then it was Buffy, and for it was Babylon Five for a while, and it was like. Um, I, I think that it's like we have to give Comic-Con some credit for sort of taking the idea of a science fiction convention, all that in the guise of a comic convention, and giving it back to the fans. I mean, it's like this is the way I remember um, conventions back in the 80s, where it was more about uh, the genre and not just about just one franchise. So i, I got to give them credit for that. Huge kudos. I think so, too. Um, I don't think it's solely, though... The New York Comic Con, although it is a, a big one here on the East Coast, uh, but certainly the International Comic Con in San Diego, I think really that's like the biggest one in the world, and it certainly brought a coolness factor back to going to these types of conventions, and um, you know made it more, like you said, accessible back to the fans. Yeah, um, the comic book convention down in San Diego is really known for its costumes. And just taking a peek around, I did see some great costumes. So I'll be able to get some nice pictures for the website this ta- this year. Much more than hopefully than last year. Yeah, I, I think last year when we were here, I mean, there's certainly they, they you know there were a lot of people in costume, but far less than I expected. Um, that's for me at least half of the fun of coming is seeing. Um, I mean, sure, there are a lot of people in, like, professional costumes, and they're nice, but I like seeing, like, the homemade ones and seeing the effort or lack thereof that people put into their costumes. Absolutely. Um, so it's always fun. I was just afraid that we lost uh, Jade and the Dark Side, meaning the, uh, the gamers. You were talking about gaming. Yeah, gaming. See, now I had to turn down the audio level on the microphone because I knew that Jay was going to blow it out. I always do. So, Jay, real quick. Yes. So what are you looking forward to this Saturday morning? This Saturday morning, I'm not looking forward to too much. I'm just looking for um, generally 
you know, just, just bathing in the geekiness. You know, I want to go around. I want to see what the booths have set up. I want to see what they're, what the different companies are hyping. Like, I know what Image Comics has got coming down the pike. I know what DC Comics has got coming down the pike. I know what um, Marvel has got coming down the pike, what Dark Horse has. But I want to see specifically which ones they're putting the most advertising dollars into because that's going to give me a better indication of how they're handling their particular franchises. Like, for example, Marvel's sinking a lot of money into the Avengers Initiative movie series, which includes Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and um, whatever else is coming on. The Hulk, exactly. So all of these things are coming up. So now are they also doing that on the on the hardware side, if you will, with the, with the comic books themselves? That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I want to see. As a comic geek, that's the things I'm interested in. As an internet geek, I also want to see are, how are they adjusting to the internet. I know Marvel has and DC, the two big ones, have some things online, but it's mostly background information. It's mostly to get you caught up on the history of these particular characters. Are they going to be doing? Are they going to be doing web comics? Are they going to be doing advertisements? DC does um, samples, so you can look at the cover of the up, of next month's comic book before it comes out, and you can read one or two pages. But Marvel, as far as I know, does not do that. Are they planning on changing that? So these are the things that I'm looking for this particular, this particular fine sunny morning. Yeah, yeah, but what's here for retrocentrics, though? Because, I mean, Doug and I were just going through the program, and it's like, I, I didn't... If you're a science fiction fan, this is really the place to be. If you're in the yeah. Northeast, you got to come to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, you know, retrocentric stuff, I haven't seen anything in here that uh, I don't think that, I don't think there will be much for retrocentrics in, in terms of like the the people who are lovers of Indiana Jones or Casablanca or the the Bogart movies or anything like that. I really don't think you're looking at anything coming out that is the next Rocketeer, for example. I don't think there's anything like that that's on the horizon at this moment. The other one of the thing one of the reasons why I say that is because this year they've combined the Comic Con as part of the Anime Festival, and anime really avoids that whole era. Because it's a strictly American era, if you will. So, like, I mean, you got to think back in the 30s of Japan was at the height of the the imperialism age. So there's a lot. There's not a whole lot in Japan anyway that they're really ready to celebrate about that area. You know, whereas with us, it was the Great Depression. You had all these great movies. So I don't think for retrocentrics there is a whole heck of a lot. That's going to be here this year. Okay. Just one more question for Becky. Does this guy ever shut up? No. <laughs> Never. He really has a, an idea of what he wants to say. <laughs> Gift of Gab. Yes. All right. So what do you think is going to be the first thing you're going to see this morning, Doug? Well, we're probably going to do a lot of stuff here in the press room, you know, recording some audio and recording a lot of bad audio. But uh, the first thing I'm going to go do is that... Uh, uh, the past, present, and future of superhero movies. I'm, I really want to go see that. And then other than that, like I said, next thing, I'll, I'll hit the uh, dealer floor and walk around and try not to choke if I meet Stan Lee again. I think you just have to just man up and just say, hey, listen, my name is Doug Palumbo. I'm a huge fan of yours. I, I've named both my sons after characters of, of, uh, of yours in books, and I, I just want to just shake your hand and, and, and just... Just leave it at that. For the record, I did not name both of my sons after Stanley characters because my wife might be listening to this. You mean your son's name isn't Spider-Man? No, but I did try to name him Peter Parker, <laughs> and and that didn't go over very well. 
Peter Parker Palumbo really has a great ring to it. It does. That's great alliteration. I think so, too. (laughs) Although my first son's name is Ben, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying it has any relation to Uncle Ben, but... You're not saying it doesn't either. All I'm saying is that it it, it got through. (laughs) So clearly your wife is not the comic geek you are. No. (laughs) So it's anyway, it's like I, I, I see people who are just, like, wanting to come on over here and just, like, record some audio. How you doing? So those guys that got here early. Yeah, and that's not even the entire line because I only took this section. Oh, oh, you do a podcast as well. Well, we we got to record audio together. Past lines. So what you're doing? A, uh, yeah, we're, we're we're doing a little a little off the cuff um, okay. podcast right here. Get everybody warmed up. Yeah, exactly. So what's the name of your podcast? At the table. Actually, I have two. It's one's called At the Table. It's arts oriented towards um, performing artists, musicians who don't get a lot of publicity about their stuff. Um, and the other one's called uh, Fan Blah and a Fake Pundit Shall Leave Them, and it's Colbert Report Oriented. Okay. So, so you're pretty much doing what we're doing, except for you're not doing it with hats. So Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be down at the Colbert Rally at, at the end of the month and seeing what I can... What, what trouble I can get into. So, you know. Oh, that's great. Hey, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I just so. love the fact that it's on the other end of the National Mall, like in front of the Capitol where it actually means something. You know. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you know what? Maybe we should go so I can be on another hate list, too. So. Oh, yeah. You'll be, uh, you'll, you'll be on the Beckerite hate list just for showing up because according to some of the uh, Glenn Beck fans, it's treason to hold that rally because you're mocking Glenn Beck and the restoration of honor. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely... Not only that, they're also saying that stimulus money is paying for the rally. What? You mean it's not? Uh, union people are being bussed in. Yes, members of the uh, members of AFTRA and uh, the WGA are all going down for the week. <laughs> so yes, they're being actually no, they're flying. They're taking the train down. They're not bussing. That's great. Well, great. Yeah. So we're, we'll we'll talk later. Yes, I'll be wandering around. Like I said, um, I'm going to be set up at Chronic Rift because I'm. I really don't want to have all this nonsense near porcelain dolls. Well, here's a question for you. How safe is our equipment here? Um, if somebody's at the table, it'll be safe. Okay, so... You don't walk away from anything unattended because it's not so much that it's going to be the people who are attending you have to worry about. I think you have to worry about the un- the people that work for Javits that you have to worry about. Okay. But no, you just, you just wouldn't leave it. I'm, then they're, oh, they're going to kill me. No, don't. Okay, so Becky, just give your um, camera to your husband and you, you're going to babysit well, uh, the, the equipment. Well, the is that okay? Well, the other thing it's that can be done if you... The other thing that you could do is if you wanted to, like, walk away from it, you could spend three bucks per item and check it. Yeah, that's that's way more money than or our budget has. Like here with, I'm here with Gamers Haven podcast. We could do that. And uh, what do you lo- what are you looking forward to today uh, at the Comic Con? This is uh, my second day here. I'm actually going in for interviews with uh, Large Souza and Ryan Summer of uh, Least I Could Do Comic Online, the web comic. Um, trying to line up some stuff with uh, Rockstar Games about the new expansion for Red Dead Redemption, and I'm just kind of all over the place, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, we're mostly a, a tabletop gaming podcast, so we're... Uh, That's awesome. Good. Well, what's the name of your publication again? It's the Gamers Haven Podcast, gamershavenpodcast.com. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Well, we'll definitely give you a shout on the uh, next week's uh, radio show. Hey, you're, what's your name again? 
Jason Cousineau. Go by Koozie on the electronic speakeasy. And you're with the... Fedora Chronicles. Correct. Yes. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple basic questions that we ask everybody. Okay. What got you into gaming? What got me into gaming was I was in fifth grade, and one of my best friends had found out about mazes and monsters, of all things. And we, uh, he asked, he was like trying to get into it, wanted to know more about what it was about, so he... We got together one weekend, and he bought Mazes and Monsters, and we went through the rules, and we spent all weekend going through the rules and realized, holy crap, you need a PhD to understand this. And then, like, six months later, D&D came out. He picked that up. We started, and that was a lot easier to understand, and we just had a lot of fun with it. So I've been gaming since I was in fifth grade. So what got you started on the podcast? The podcast was actually my friend Eric's. Thing. He, st- he started off the uh, Fedora Chronicles, and I got involved because, like I said, I'm a geek, so technical assistance, stuff like that. He didn't need much. Whenever he hit a brick wall, he would call me. Then he started up the forum, and I started posting regularly on the forum and then became a staff member. I write articles. I'm going to be writing an article for of my experiences here. I have an interview set up with um, Concept Art House, who is bringing a Chinese... Um, I spoke to them yesterday. Oh, you, you saw them? Yeah. Um, it's Dahanu or something like that. Uh, I forget what it is. Yeah, it begins with a D, and it's basically like a... And it's really cool, yeah. yeah. It looks really awesome, but I'm worried about is it... Do they feel like it's going to be viewed as sort of a, a Tomb Raider ripoff? Or well, like a... The, the, it's something... You'll get your answer when you talk to them. Yeah. I mean, it was something that actually they explained to me, because I had no idea what it was, and I just said, you know, what can you tell me about Yeah. what you're talking about? Um... When was the last time you get picked up a set of dice and, and had a chance to sit down with some friends and do some role playing? Last month. Last month. Last month. Do you do, you do a regular game right now or? Not. A, it's fairly. It's irregular because the guys that I game with are younger and they're in college. So when they're home for the weekend, they'll say, "Hey, can we game?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." So they come over and we game. I'm okay. in the older generation. Why GURPS? Why GURPS? Because I feel D and D was too limiting at the time. At the time, you had to you. It was the second edition, and so if you wanted to be really good with a sword, you had to be a fighter, and then you could get all these kits and stuff like that. But if you wanted to cast spells, you had to be a magic user, or you had to be a a bard or something like that. So you had to basically come up with this convoluted, multi-class sort of person. Whereas with GURPS, it's all skills. So if you want to be really good with a sword, but you have no, you're, someone hands you an axe and you're likely to cut your own foot off, you can do that with GURPS. And by the way, you can also cast a lot of spells. And by the way, you can also read people's minds and look into the future because it's a point-based, skills-based system. So it's a lot easier to create the exact character you want. The randomness of rolling the dice to find out how smart you are really doesn't come into play in GURPS at all. Can you hold on just one minute while I put this microphone stand in here? Sure. Because you keep moving it around. I talk, I'm French. I talk with my hands. Um, That's not all you do with your hands. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. what are you? What are you really excited to see here at Comic Con this year? I'm really excited to see um, basically just the future of what's going on. I, I really like what they've been doing with like the, the superhero movies. So, I, I am a geek. So, I love. I grew up with Superman, Batman, you know, uh, Spider Man. All of that. So I'm excited to see what's going on with those properties. How are they going to bring them to the new generation? How are they taking advantage of the new technology of the Internet? I mean, the Internet's really annihilating a lot of more traditional media. And how are they adjusting to that? Are they taking advantage of that? Are they adjust, adjusting their business model to it? That kind of thing. I honestly think it's kind of interesting because we're all podcasters. Yes. And we got in on press passes, which 
two years ago you probably could not have done. Oh no, yeah, no. we could have done. This is our third year. Is it? So okay, well then I'm wrong. But 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 five years ago you absolutely. Five years ago, absolutely not five years ago. It's it's come a long way since then. Yes. Well, thank you for talking to me. No, not a problem. Thank you. You've heard of us. Damn right you have. Oh, that's great. That's great. Are, are you sure it's not like a FBI watch list or? Because we are on those, you know. We're on two. On our next New York Comic Con special, we talk with some of the cast members of The Forest of Fear, which is held in Duxedo, New York, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, starting at nightfall. You can check them out via their website, forestoffear.com. Until next time, on behalf of Jason, Becky, and Doug, this is Eric Renderkingfisk asking you to keep your chins up and your doors on.